introduced this concept of seven by seven, which means you need to have at least seven ways of communicating the same change throughout the organization, seven different types. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Wednesday, so this is our hashtag one thing episode. Sangram and I discuss various topics that are applicable to you and our community, like personal development, trends in the marketplace, big wins, big mistakes, and more. Here we go. Welcome back to the Flip My Funnel podcast. My name is James Carberry, and I'm joined, as always, by Sangram Vajray. Sangram, how are you doing today, man? Change is the name of the game, and I, I am pumped. Uh, I think as we are exploring this topic, it has been really interesting to think about that change is inevitable, and managing change is a process, So, and that's what we're going to talk today. Yeah, man. So you've got this concept of seven by seven that your business coach has kind of walked you and your team through. And you were telling me a little bit about it before we hit record. And I think it's it makes so much sense to me. Can you give us a, a little bit of context around what this seven by seven framework is and, and why it was introduced to to you and your team? Absolutely, man. So as we started off, like change is inevitable. And Bob Lewis, I think we need to get Bob on the on the podcast sometime. So I'll talk to him. But Bob is our business coach, which means he spends time with the, the executive team and, and really core team and throughout the company, different people on different teams to be the person where that, that can coach us from an external point of view. He's, he's like our mentor for many people. He spends at least a day a, a week in our office, just meeting one-on-ones throughout the day with 10, 15 people. And we never ask anything of him in terms of like, give me your feedback on this and that. It's a private time for our extremely, extremely talented group of people for them to, to share their challenge, their concerns, and help them walk through in an unbiased, unfiltered, and, and pretty much a, a coaching, almost like therapy session like for them, right? And I need it. I need it almost. I, could, I, I normally have two hours of time with them when mm-hmm. I do because I, I think I need so much therapy to talk through. Yeah. And recently, we not recently, but just overall, I think we've been going through a lot of transformation and change as a company. As most people know, we acquired a business, Bright Funnel, towards the end of last year. We just launched an entirely new platform called Account-Based Platform that include, that combines Terminus and Bright Funnel's capabilities into one, which I think is freaking cool. I'm super yeah. pumped about it yeah. and excited around it. We just did our biggest Flip My Funnel. It's the ninth one and the biggest Flip My Funnel conference with customer conference and ABME all in like two days, a couple of weeks ago. In, in Boston, there's a lot of people and personnel change as we are leveling up at different different states. There's a change across the organization as well. And again, we've gone from three co-founders to about 200 people with mm-hmm. 600, 700 customers. So things are just changing at a much rapid yeah. right, every day. So, so what the whole topic, so once a month, we as an executive and senior leadership team meet with Bob for about three, four hours. And we talk about a topic that he prepares for to walk us all through a journey around whatever so that so that we have a really good focused time. And this time, this was last week, we talked about change. And, and he walked us through a change curve where he said, look, 
You guys are going through so much transition, but here's what you're, you're struggling with right now. Some of you feel excited and ready to go, like launching a rocket, like right, you're, you're so pumped. And then some of you are frustrated because the rest of your team or your peers are not there with you. And, and as he was talking through, we all started to kind of smile because everybody knew where they stood yeah. on, on that curve. And he said, well, let me walk you through this is what you have missed. And, and that's when he introduced this concept of seven by seven, which means you need to have at least seven ways of communicating the same change throughout the organization, seven different types, right? So seven ways, seven times. And to me, that was a very aha moment because we felt like, some of us felt like, well, we're ready, but not everybody's ready. And, and, and his thing was any big transformation in any organization, internal or external, takes between six to 18 months and at least practice this seven by seven principle. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So over the course of six to 18 months, you should be talking about changes that are happening, whether it's a new platform or, you know, new core values or, you know, whatever that change is, you should be talking about it seven times over six to 18 months or because that doesn't, you know, over stretched out over that much time, I guess seven times doesn't seem like that much over the course of 18 months. Did he give any clarity around that? Yeah, that's a great question. And we had a lot of dialogue around it because first of all, it was a lesson learned for us is that just announcing a launch of a new platform or new core value at an all hands is not going to cut it. And yeah. how dumb and stupid it is on our behalf to sometimes think like that because we want to move at a faster pace. The fact that we now are thinking and figuring out a communication plan that literally says, what are the seven different ways we're going to communicate? Who's going to communicate this kind of stuff? How are we going to enable and empower the rest of the team to continue to do that? And what are the seven different times we're going to do it at a minimum has become our basis for communication. So the point being now communication, as Bob says, communication is a process. So, so we're bought into that. And the second is, you know, let's just, let's just go through examples. Let's just say we're, you know, we also, among all of this, we reintroduced our core values and and we have done, I think a podcast on this, where we talked about how we came up with this, these two core values, keys to the Ferrari and one team. But the reality is, you know, yes, people are using it all over the place. So it's awesome. And, and because it's only two, everybody remembers it. But if, if you are in your organization launching a new initiative, well, yeah, I think the examples that we all came up with as a team is that, of course, we need to communicate at the all hands level. Then as soon as all hands is done, make sure there is a follow-up meeting with your executive team so that they can, they are fully connected and they are having with their teams so that they are fully connected. So you need to have this cascading set of meetings because what Bob's point was, a lot of times people are not going to ask questions in all hands, but they're going to they're gonna spend the time thinking about it. And your immediate next leadership team should be fully bought into it. So, so that made us think like, well, we just don't need to do an all hands meeting and talk about it and then wonder why other people haven't adopted it after a week. Mm-hmm. So we need to have this very religious and intentional cascading set of conversations in the meeting. So all hands to a follow-up meeting and then say that, okay, for the next four weeks, every week, you guys are going to spend time, first 10 minutes of your meeting talking about this and how everybody's feeling about it. Go through the feel motion of it. And then yeah. for the people, uh, his point was this 20-60-20 thing, which is 20% early adopter, 60 is your mass majority, and 20% are never going to be on board with it. So get your 20% first, figure out who they are, 
spend one-on-one time with those 60% of who people you want on it for the next month or two months or three months in your one-on-one, spend more time on this topic. And then the other 20%, they may never come on board and, and be okay with that. So be aware that your job is not to get everybody on board. Your job is to make sure that everybody has gone through the process and let themselves select who wants to be on, you know, in and out, like, and then be very open about that kind of stuff. Think about cross-functional lunches as a way to, to not only have your team talk about it, but other teams talk about it together so that there are different perspectives. Think about your new onboarding process and, and make sure that that is not only part of your one-time talk, but it's part of your onboarding process now. And, and that's yeah. where we talk again. So, so we went through all of these internal like set of communications. And I think what we missed, James, and I hope this helps other people think about it who's listening, is we have to be very intentional about change communication. And that's what we, we didn't do. Yeah. So, at a, you know, you guys are incredibly fast growing startup and you went from, you know, three, three co-founders to, to 200 people. And I mean, there's just, I would imagine the amount of change that happens at you guys' place in a week would overwhelm a lot of, a lot of the people listening. And so if I'm understanding you right, you know, prior to applying this framework, you know, things were changing and the communication of those changes was, was I would imagine really sporadic if it happened at all. But yep. now you guys at least have, you alluded to it earlier, but it, it's a process. So now you've, you've defined, okay, when things change, this is how we communicate it internally. And then as we were talking offline, you also have an external communication plan. I'd love to kind of go through how that part of the process works. Oh, absolutely. And, and again, we're not perfect. This has happened like a couple of weeks before and we're like, oh my goodness, how dumbass have we been? <laughs> how, I mean, quite frankly, how self-serving have we been as leaders of not thinking like empathetically of other people not being at the same point? Because, because sometimes, you know, as an executive team, you're, you're moving at a much rapid pace and talk, thinking about the future the rest of the organization might be working on the now, right? Yeah. And they're running the organization. And so they have a different set of challenges. And now you unload, you just throw this bomb on them of like new thing, new thing, new yeah. thing. And, and you wonder like, why are they stressed? Why they just can't get on board? So we were, I think it was a very self-reflecting time for us to recognize that we're, we, we just need to be more empathetic to how we roll out any new change and make sure that there is a process of communication in it. So, so yeah. I, I think that was the biggest takeaway. And so from external communication, it's the same thing. So we just launched a new platform. Hooray, that's awesome. <laughs> we put a press release out there. People are excited. The investors are happy. We put something out there. And then what? Right? And, you yeah. know, a month later, we could be in the same place of like, oh, there's not enough collateral. There's not enough meetings. There's not enough conversation. Not everybody knows where we're going, what's launched, what's not launched. So all those things is like, okay, same thing. Come up with your seven times seven strategy. And that's a minimum baseline for communication. So doing PR, now we're doing videos of, of our, with our customers and our product teams launching different videos of how to use it. We're obviously having emails. We just then said, oh, we need to have a webinar of specifically for our customers of how they would, uh, they would use this new functionality. At the same time, we created a completely new webinar for future customers who may be interested in figuring it out. So, mm. so we didn't think about it before, but now we're thinking about it. Uh, we're going to do a podcast, one of the Thursday podcasts. We're going to take time 
for people who want to learn more about it, we will talk more specifically. What what is how, how did we went from a product to platform? What was the thought process? Why we did it? So that will be part of a conversation event. We just did a customer conference where we announced it and made sure that there is enough information about it. But that's not where we're going to stop. Mm-hmm. We, the executive team, we are going to find out the clusters of our customers where we have the highest density of our customers. And we are one of our one of the executives in the next three to six months are going to fly in there and spend time with a set of our customers and share uh, this this idea of what we're launching, where we're going, where we are. And so all of us need to be well versed in it. And then also hop on one on one communication with our top tier customers who are giving us the greatest feedback are asking questions. We need to do one on one calls. So Brian Brown specifically and Eric Spett, my co-founder CEO, both of them are going to be at least on 10 to 15 calls with customers on getting feedback, soliciting that, and sharing what we're doing and bringing back to the team beyond the rest of the organization. So as a team, we're like, well, that's how we need to do this. But the reality is we all think about it, think it's a great idea, but we need to document it. We need to put it in a framework. We need to have ownership, we need to have accountability, and we need to have a cascading communication plan so that we can say in the, la- in the next six months, here are all the things we're doing, and then come back constantly to it and refine it. And that's what we didn't have in, in the process yeah. so far. Yeah. And honestly, man, I mean, you can you can beat yourself up for not having this, but I don't know that I've ever heard anyone talk about this type of intentionality in terms of communicating change. I've never heard of uh, having a framework like this. So I think you you can you can beat yourself up for not having done this already. But honestly, I think uh, I would argue that probably most organizations don't have this kind of a thoughtful approach to communicating change within their team. And so I this has been really eye opening for me just to hear kind of how you guys have gone through it and the specific kind of examples of Hey, these these are the actual seven ways that we're going to roll out change internally and more, you know, seven other ones externally. So I think folks listening to this are going to get a ton of value out of this. Is there any one particular takeaway that you want listeners to walk away with after hearing this specific episode? Absolutely, James. I think the the part that was very interesting for me as we went through this conversation with the team and, and Bob was there was this idea of three phased approach. We need to have a clear ending where people recognize that, okay, well, we had a product, now we have a platform. People need to recognize that and they have to absorb it and understand it and go through the clarity, certainty, confidence, commitment kind of questions. Then you get into this exploration phase where not everybody's sure exactly what this is, but sounds cool. I think I'm on board, but I'm going to suspend my judgment of of fully committing to it until I'm there. I think I need more information, but I don't even know who to ask and what to ask. And so people go through that emotional phase of like figuring out and exploring where they stand on the change. Might be internal or external, might be your core values, might be your new platform, whatever that is, to this idea of new beginning, which is you get on board and say, you know what, I trust this. I'm on board. I'm enthusiastic about it. Now I'm going to be an advocate of this change and I'm going to influence other people to be on board with this change. So you're going from this lack of clarity to exploration and chaos to an enthusiasm and trust is really what most organization goes through in any time of change. So to your point of not beating ourselves up, I think the the saving grace for us was when Bob shared this kind of path, like, hey, look, you never go from ending to new beginning. And yeah. that's the mistake that we were making. 
in the process. And that's where I think the greatest takeaway, hopefully for everybody, is, is that, look, you are going to go through this chasm and of chaos. And that's okay as long as you have a communication plan and know that you are going to go through this exploration phase and give yourself and the team and your company and even your market or your customers time to breathe throughout this process so that they can come along with you. But don't go from this ending to new beginning uh, with just one big leap of faith. Go with the clear intentionality, as you said, and and make sure that there are phases for it and be there to support, be there to empathize and make sure that people are not feeling fully pushed in one direction over others. That's That's where people get disengaged. That's where people don't accept it because they feel like you're pushing this message over into, you know, through in the throat. And as opposed to that, share it, get feedback, explore it together, and then go to new beginning together. So I felt like that was a big, big learning for me personally. It's been really interesting for me to just hear you talk through this because in our own organization, we've got some changes that are happening and I don't have, I don't have 200 people to, uh, to communicate it to. So it should be way easier for me to implement this than, than what you guys are, are doing over there. But it's been extremely helpful for me. I think it's going to be helpful for a lot of other folks. Sangram, thank you so much for your time today, man. This has been incredible. All right, man. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.